to talk about these horror movies <laughs> i was too i don't know what this is hello <laughs> beauregard that's kind of what that accent is making me think of <laughs> hey guys this is guys girls everybody everyone guys gals non-binary pals non-binary pals i like that i was trying to think of something clever but you beat me to it uh we're back with scaring and sharing it's me sasquatch slim jeremy rusk and it's me, Flame and Scream Queen, Brandy Joe Planbeck. This is the place where we share our scares with each other and all of you out there in the dark. And if, you, if you don't know the drill, this is a podcast about horror movies. That's right. And just random things. I mean, yeah, we can talk random. Yeah, and some random shit. Sometimes for a minute we were becoming a Friday the 13th podcast, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have any new news on that, so that's good. I don't. Th- I think I did have a dream about Jason Voorhees this week, but it wasn't like a scary dream. I, it was like, I don't remember. There was something with him changing clothes. Like, was I, it I don't a sexy know. dream? No, I wish. No. But no. Just a... He's just palling around. Hot. Yeah, just, just palling around. <laughs> just a palling around dream. <laughs> yeah, but every week Jeremy and I share a movie with each other that we've not seen before. Every week we pop each other's cherries to some movie, mm-hmm. and then we review them. Yeah, and talk about them with all expertise. With Jeremy the- <laughs> did major in college with in film, so yeah. So there you go, guys. And uh, <laughs> Brandy Joe is just a a maniac. <laughs> I'm not a little maniac like all of you. I'm just a he's big the big. Old- He's the big maniac. Yeah. We're the big. We're the big maniacs. You guys are just the little <laughs> maniacs. <laughs> so, Jeremy, I have a question. This week, someone brought up the number thirteen at work, mm-hmm. and it got me thinking about how lots of buildings don't have like the thirteenth floor on them. You know, like if sure. you're going up in the elevator, which really I think just means the fourteenth floor is the thirteenth floor, right? Yes. I mean, there's still a thirteenth floor. Just the numbers are fucked up, and it always just makes it's just so bizarre to me because it's like it's architecture which to me is devoid of belief in religion and like those things generally yeah. aside from the design aesthetic but mm-hmm. like the actual mechanics of how a building is built it seems so much like it's it's around science and numbers or who the fuck knows things that i'm not into <laughs> sure but like the fact that superstition weaved its way into something like architecture just like it just shocks me it's just so interesting yeah i i would like to know more i feel like it's totally a like it's just probably something that happened like hundreds of years ago when they started you know building or a couple however long ago it was with that they were building multi-story buildings like that Uh, i'm sure superstition played a much more prevalent role uh, in people's lives so sure. that's like why they did it and then i'm i'm pretty sure it's just kind of tradition now i feel like that's the holdover is just where like you don't do a 13th floor and that's just the way it's been um or at least label it that so i guess maybe that's it that's what i would think for me now being born on the 13th i guess the superstition goes if you're born on the 13th though 13's your lucky number as do you have lucky number what are your lucky numbers uh i always just go with 13 uh i'm trying to think i like three a lot uh i feel like that something to do uh with trinities i suppose you know what i mean do you don't it's mind like, that that's shouldn't like a be a surprise 69 yes <laughs> and also seven and 23 which is a lot of people's lucky numbers yeah yeah those are big ones 13 three and you know what 69's good too yeah yeah, yeah. who doesn't love that one so do you know some of these theater superstitions uh i know about the scottish play right uh, which you can say one. here because we're not in a theater yep macbeth yes oh my god and some people do freak out and there's like rituals if you say it like you're supposed to spin around and throw salt over your shoulder or something yep. like i've i've heard about it some people take it very serious and i don't but out of respect for people who might i would never say it in a theater sure but yeah it's amazing some people are very have there's story upon story upon about someone who said it and then people broke their arms in the middle of the show and where does got that come attacked from? by birds where does that come from like why is saying that name 
bad luck. So some of the play draws on witchcraft incantations that supposedly call upon evil spirits. Oh, so, so they're saying, there's they're saying just, there's legit. Like the show itself has a curse sort of upon there it. There you go. So they're saying there's legit incantations in there. So yeah. you're like for so real doing a ritual. The name, it's, it's bringing that up. But oh. there's other things like you're not supposed to whistle backstage. And that sort of comes from... It's, that's considered like a jinx, but I think it, that goes back to like you used to whistle to like a stagehand to like drop down scenery. Uh huh. And so, like, if you whistled, someone may think their cue was there to bring down the flat and it would hit someone in the head or whatever. Got it. So, like, that's when, like, you're not supposed to bring flowers before a show, like to say, like, hey, have a great show. Mm, that's what you're not supposed after. to say. You're not supposed to say good luck. In a musical, I mean, in a play, you're supposed to say break a leg. And in a musical, you're not supposed to say break a leg. You're supposed to say merde, which means shit in French. Oh. There's all sorts of like little weird ones. Do you have any superstitions that you sort of like believe in or like you won't do this because of this superstition or anything? Uh, oh, maybe this ties into the whole threes thing. I feel like good and bad. Uh, I, I definitely feel like I put too much credence in the whole like threes, like, you know, bad luck comes in threes or uh, deaths come in threes and stuff like that. Uh, I do note that one a lot. So yeah, I do feel that that bad things come in threes often does. I don't have that. Like if something bad happens, I'm not immediately like, oh my God, two more bad things are going to happen. But sometimes in observational, I'm like, oh my God, that is the third person to die. And like this month, yeah, I do that a lot too. Or like just like personal mis like when something goes wrong somewhere and then I like stop and think about it. I'm like, oh wow, that's three things, like three unexpected things that were bad happened. You know, I noticed that. So I don't know if it's just what do they call that? Um observation bias or whatever, where I mm -hmm. think just because I noted that there was probably more things or whatever that happened, but I'm just like three, that's what I noticed. Therefore it's confirming what I already believe. But uh yeah, definitely that one. Yeah, I think I like like observing and being like, oh, someone did say Macbeth before the show and then this did happen. But if someone said Macbeth, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, do the ritual to do it backwards, like in Pie Wacket. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, yeah. I have a I have a personal one too, is every time uh, Sarah and I go to visit her family, uh, when we hit, we usually hit the road and then we'll stop for like dinner or lunch or whatever, you know, because it's, you know, like a four hour drive. So it's during the uh, meal time comes up. We always get Wendy's drive through because oh. one time we didn't get Wendy's uh, and I think we got Arby's. Uh, and then like right when we got to her, we went into her, uh, we were in her brother's house, like stopped there to say hi. And as soon as we went in, the dog threw up on their floor. <laughs> and so we're like, that's it. We, we broke the tradition and ruined it. That's what happened. So we do Wendy's only. Well, if you're out there and you have superstitions, I want to hear about them. Please write to us, scaring is sharing, gmail.com, or slide into our Insta, which is, you'll be shocked, scaring is sharing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so we do have a couple teragrams this week. We it's, do. It's our, old, our elite FOPs once again, which we're so grateful. It's just so nice to have any words from listeners. So do you want to okay. kick us off? I guess I will. Here we go. Uh, so we got another one from Ethan. Ethan. Uh, subject is follow up. Uh, and Ethan says, so my fiance, Casey, and I have different views on horror movies. She will put up with a decent amount, but she hates realistic blood and gore. Oh, this was we were asking too. If uh, for context, people, uh, last week we asked if Ethan's fiance uh, is also into horror movies. Uh, yes. But here we go. Uh, she hates realistic blood and gore. So like zombie movies and slashers, which I love, Ethan loves, tend to not get much play. On the other hand, super unrealistic stuff usually is okay. We'll watch Kill Counts together. And that's the dead meat Kill Counts. He capitalized James that. James A. Janice. Uh, together, and she gets a kick out of them. Our wedding is October 2nd, so it'll be a little spooky season-wise. But other than that, hopefully not too horrifying of an experience. I hope not. Uh <laughs> Also, here's a breakdown to how I know, quote unquote, the group. And this is my personal group of friends. Uh, and he says, my older brother is friends of friends of the Batteries Plus crew. So a bunch of my, like Nick the Knife and my personal friends have worked at Batteries Plus. Uh, in case you're wondering, it's a retail uh, chain that 
uh, specializes in selling batteries and electronic stuff. And more, uh, hence the and, plus. Yep, and more. And a bunch of them have cycled through working there, currently work there, what have you. Anyway, Batteries Plus group. Uh, Ethan says he played music with former battery boy, Mac, who got me a job with, uh, and I do know Mac, um, but here we go. He got me a job with Damon, James, Sean, and Nick. Damon, James, Sean, and Nick are all real close friends of mine that I've known since we were children. So uh, after that, I moved from Ipsy to Redford, basically right down the street from Nick. That's Nick the Knife. From that, I got into D&D, and the rest of it kind of explains itself. Hope that clears up the confusion. So there you go, guys. That's a bunch of insider <laughs> baseball about my personal <laughs> friend group. Uh, and finally, Ethan says, lastly, I'm here for the Big Wolf on Campus dialogue. It kind of fit as a baby's first Buffy series. I don't remember it being any good, but I do remember watching it all the time. And yes, so I mentioned Big Wolf on campus last week. I actually saw Ethan last night to play Dungeons and Dragons and we were talking about Big Wolf on campus and we were both trying to remember. It was like not, it was not a great show. Like I watched like two minutes of an episode on YouTube and I'm like, oh my God, this is not good. Uh, but it was like a filler kind of thing uh, on, I can't remember one of the cable channels. I wanted to say it was like Fox Family or some shit where there was like a show on at like six or whatever, you know, after school that I'm like, I want to watch that show. Nothing else is on. I guess I'll just leave the channel on. Oh, what's this big wolf on campus? Like that's how I consumed it. It was because I was waiting for like other programs. Uh, so yeah, it's look it up at your own risk, I guess, but it's, yeah. it's incredibly late nineties cheese fest for like preteens. So is it like teen wolf, but it's in college? Like, yeah, it's like teen. Wolf. No, it's in high school. Uh, uh, it's like teen wolf. If he was a superhero, like they leaned into that. Cause he's okay. like, he's the, whatever the hell their town is called. He's the werewolf that stops other monsters that are bad and up to no good. So, okay. It, it was absurd. It sounds absurd. Yes. So thank you, Ethan, for confirming. Thank you, Ethan. Other people remember I'm, Big Wolf on campus. I do love that your wedding is in October. That's very yeah, cool. That's very cool. Yeah. So we got another telegram from... Teacher Drew? Teacher Drew! Of course. Who writes, greetings, guys. I love listening to your podcast. I always feel like I'm hanging out with old friends. I appreciate how real and unpretentious you are. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, thank you. On a recent episode, you spoke of reoccurring dreams. I'm not sure what was happening in my young brain, but as a child, I had a frequent night I had frequent night terrors. My reoccurring nightmare involved a tall, shadowy figure with a large knife. In my dream, I would be going through a normal day when suddenly the world would go dark and the shadow man would appear. He would chase me, catch me, and as he was stabbing me repeatedly, I would wake up screaming. It was intense, to say the least. The worst was when I would wake up and the dream would bleed over into the real world. The man would be in my room and continue to stab me. Some might think it's ironic, then, that I love horror movies. You wonder if I ever let it slip in my classes that it's my favorite genre. I do more than slip. Because I teach English, in addition to my film studies class, I often reference literary devices used in movies, including horror. I do teach high school, so Jeremy was correct. Okay, Jeremy, you're always (laughs) right. In other news, I recently revisited Phantasm. What is your take on it? I'm excited to see Malignant tomorrow. I'm hoping for the best. Love to you both, Teacher Drew in Phoenix. Thank you, Teacher Drew. That dream sounds horrifying. And I have heard, I was just recently watching some video about this dream that this shadow man that people. Yeah, shadow people are very common. There's like a guy with like a hat, though, that everyone dreams about. I've heard of that one, too. Uh, I used to have night terrors, too, when I was like. Okay, uh, explain to me how it's different than a nightmare. Uh, with night terrors, usually it, you feel like you're awake, oh, or at God. least, you f- or you think you're awake. Like uh, they call it sleep paralysis, where for as oh, much so as, that's sleep paralysis. Yeah, sleep paralysis, and night terrors are kind of like linked to each other. Where like, uh, you, you feel like you might not even actually be awake, but you feel like your sensory, you know, what you're getting is that like I'm laying in bed in my room in the dark, but like something that should not be, uh, you know, there is there. Like that sounds miserable. Yeah, I would get him too, where I'd feel I didn't have anything like he had where he was distinctly like a man trying to stab me. Like I would feel like there was a presence uh, like with me, like, and, you know, not a good feeling like a bad somebody shouldn't be in there is in there with me. And then I would freak out. And then like when I was fully awake, I would be like looking around my room 
like, you know, turning the lights on and stuff. So they're scary. And yeah, you see like a shadowy shape. That's what I would see is like, I think it was somebody in the room with me and freak out. Uh, so I know all about that, but I haven't had those in a very long time. I know sleep paralysis, like in the last eight years or so has become huge, like a topic mm -hmm. of many scary movies. I know The Nightmare, which is that documentary. Yeah, Everyone was raving was about it. I don't think it was good. I thought it was bad. No, I thought it was kind of boring. It was. But I love the idea of that. Yeah. Hat. I know last week we were talking about we love a good hag. Yeah, so like yeah, the hag. And that's what they call it. Old hag syndrome is an old name for it. Because they, people, she would like come and like sit on your chest, and that yeah, is people, frightening. Yeah, people felt like there was a witch like coming to get them. But I never like I tried to watch many of those movies. There's one called Mara. There's some other mm. ones that came out in that like post the nightmare documentary that sort of covered that. Yeah, theme. and I didn't think any of them were good, but I love the notion of it, the the idea of it. So maybe something good will come out of it. I know Malignant, I feel, sounds like I keep reading that's like sort of a throwback to like 90s horror. Yeah, and that's I've read what I'm mostly hearing. good reviews. Some are like, it's not great, but it's a lot of fun. And I was, I was also reading it's Jalo inspired. A lot yeah, of people are I saw saying that so. Too. I was like, interesting. So now I, I am interested in it. I wanted to watch it last night so bad. And Joe was like, how long is it? Oh, it's so long. I don't want to watch it. Sorry, Joe. I love you. Um, <laughs> so we didn't watch it, but I was, I was gonna watch it when he went to bed. I was like, I want to watch it so bad, but I like, uh, so I watched something else and um, he said he does want to watch it. So I'm hoping okay. that can happen sooner than later. Cause I really want to see it. Oh, also though, taking off of the, this whole thing of shadow people too, if you want to get real like paranormal with it. Yeah. Uh, like that, there was like, Years back, um, there was a whole craze of people talking about shadow people, as in like they're a real paranormal entity, like they're whether they're extraterrestrial or uh, like inter they're from another dimension or something and bleeding through. Like there's some sort of malignant, if you will, like presence that are trying to contact people for some reason. Uh, and I remember it got really popularized by there is a I believe they still broadcast to this day, coast to coast AM which is like the preeminent AM radio talk show that covered paranormal stuff. Uh, I mean, it's probably been around since like our parents were young, you know, broadcasting like Art Bell was the original host. He passed away a few years ago, uh, but it's still going now with different hosts. But yeah, they have people call in. And that was a big thing for a long time is people were always calling in with their stories about seeing shadow people and shadow figures uh, and like haunting type stories or whatever. Hmm. So Maybe they're a real thing. Maybe it is just sleep paralysis. Of course, people like misconstrue like an actual psychological phenomenon. People are misconstruing as something sinister and paranormal. But mm -hmm. if you want to freak yourself out at night, go down some rabbit holes on the Internet reading about shadow people. Are you a fan of Phantasm? Uh, I am a Phantasm fan. I don't know if there's a name for it. I would think like phonetics or something like that, you would think. But yeah, I love Phantasm, the first one. That's like... It's it's a cheesy, weird '70s movie, but like it hits the right points for me, so I'm a fan of. There's, it's definitely creative and different. Absolutely, very, but in, in a good way. Very indie, the first yeah. one at least. Yeah, that definitely. ending is so good, and the tall man is just so great. Yeah, yeah, I love the. I guess I love the series in general. Um, I've never seen the fifth one that's out there now that came out a few years ago. I heard it got generally like poor reviews. I think, but. Uh, I am a fan of one and two. Uh, two is like the big budget, you know, version of the first one. And then there was a three and four. Three is pretty good. Four, I don't remember at all. I don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. So uh, maybe it's time for a revisit of the whole series at some point for me. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen all of two. I definitely have seen all of one and I didn't like love it, but like I appreciate it. Mm hmm. I just remember being like, this is so fucking weird. But it is so weird. Yeah, it's one for me, though. Way. Like, yeah, I love it. So it's one of my favorites, the first one, at least. So Teacher Drew, we can bond over that. Yeah. We both love Phantasm. Did you watch anything this week? Not at all. I didn't get anything in. Uh, the only thing remotely related, I think, that I've been doing is playing the video game Dead by Daylight. Uh, they I have know new Hellraiser characters? Yeah, they got some new Hellraiser characters in there. So uh, I've seen some friends and fans of the show on their social medias or fans of this video game. Um, my history with it was I got it when it first came out. 
And I started playing. And of course, the point of it is you play as a survivor or a killer, you know, and it's just horror movie, fun trope stuff. But when I first got it, when it like first launched, and this was years ago, I'm surprised the game is still going strong, but people love it and they keep updating it. It, uh, I felt like it was kind of buggy and it didn't have like all of the that it has now. So I lost interest real quick where I'm like, yeah, this is just not that great to play and kind of boring. Okay. And I put it down and I just like for years, like never played it, but I just kept seeing the, you know, the, uh, the reputation of this game keeps growing and growing and horror fans love it. And I'm like, Oh my God, I have a copy. I just need to put it back on my PlayStation and play this fucker again. Uh, so I did it and I'm like, you know what? This is a lot more fun. It feels like they fixed any like glitches and stuff over the years. It's been updated a million times. So it's like, okay, this plays a lot better than what I remember when it first came out. So I'm having some fun with it. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm often intrigued by these horror video games. There's one that Hayden Panettiere is a voice on, mm. like something with Night or Winter. And I'm intrigued by the idea, but like in my head, I'm just like, how can I get involved in a video game? But I used to play video games as a kid, but like Castlevania and like, yeah, like old shit school. like that on like my Game Boy. You're kind of so like I-, I was years ago, where uh, by the time I hit college, like I had played, you know, up till like the Nintendo 64 came out. Uh, and a little bit of like my buddies is PlayStations, like the earliest generations of PlayStation. Uh, and then in college, I kind of like I just didn't do video games like I can't, yeah. I'd watch like other people play them sometimes. But like I was just like out <laughs> of modern video games for years. Uh, and then it was like when the PlayStation. Three was out or something like that, then I like got one. Uh, towards the end of its life. And I was like, oh, video games are cool. And all of a sudden, you know, now I'm playing games again. So it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. It's never too late. I did watch a couple of movies this week. Um, Last weekend, I watched Lucky, which has good old Bria Grant from 12 Hour Shift and Mm, mm -hmm. Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. And she's a director and an actress. And I just love her. I love her. And I kept hearing about this movie. Nico, friend of the podcast, Nico, told me he did not like it. Um, and I've seen mixed reviews, so I feel like, do you I like anything, Nico? <laughs> I'm just going to we, we need to do something. So, okay. I'm but call like we out. align <laughs> lots of times on things and then it's weird when we don't. So, but yeah, I would watch lucky again, any day over. We need to do something. It wasn't great. It sort of feels very allegorical mm. and slightly heavy handed, but I still liked it. It was interesting. I she, I really love her. I really love Bria Grant. She's great. Mm-hmm. And then last night I watched Martyrs Lane, which is hmm. not a sequel to Martyrs, in case you're wondering. Yeah, I was like, is there a connection to Have you seen Martyrs? Uh, that is one of those movies where, like, I, I, I know I started it and watched part of it, like, many years ago, but I have little memory of, like, okay. how the whole thing plays out, so. Got it. Um, I couldn't remember. I know that you hadn't watched a lot of like the extreme French yeah. films, but I couldn't, I was like, you had to have seen Martyrs. Yeah. I, I, I have like memories of pieces of it, but I don't remember like the whole movie very well. So, yeah. um, well, Martyrs Lane has absolutely nothing to do with that. Not that I thought it did. I just, you know, I think it's funny to name any movie with martyrs in it, just with horror fans having such a strong reaction to martyrs. Yeah. There's certain titles or words in titles that like uh, once they become so well known, like you should stay away from that. Like it would be hard to use jaws, for example, in the title of anything without, you know, bringing up jaws. So, yeah. So I wrote my letterbox review that I feel martyrs lane was like, if let the right one in the Babadook and ordinary people had like a little baby, a little ghost baby. Okay. So it was fine. It like it was British and the acting actually was really good. There's two little girls in it and they were so good. I really liked them a lot. It's just like a little ghost story. Mm. There's nothing too crazy about it. It's just like mm-hmm. sort of a mystery and a little ghosty. But it oh. was fine. It's on Shutter. Okay. I saw one review that was like, This is the most unshuttery shutter movie out there. <laughs> oh. Because it's I mean, I, I call it classify as horror is a little strong, but I can see it. I mean, I don't know where else you'd put it, but I don't know. Yeah. And I feel like Shudder's got some yeah. deviation. It's There's not all. some movie I saw in there and I, it's, I mean, I'm just going to make this up because it's not this, but it's like Mushroom Lane or something like that. And it's probably because I just said Martyrs Lane, but it's like about this 
girl who does some like drugs and i remember i think the girl ended up dying like a few years later from like a drug overdose but like she and her boyfriend i remember they do a lot of drugs and like they're out in the forest and it's just real weird i remember it's just real low budget but something like that that sounds familiar yeah it wasn't great i remember you saw someone's dick in it at some point which is always a high point for me I'll isn't it that. isn't that i feel like the plot you're describing isn't it something road or something road like that? yeah i was thinking lane but yeah it's something road yeah and it's toad not like ro- toad, toad road, road. I think that's, that's it. it yes you got there have you seen yeah. it uh again i pretty sure like i started watching it or something like that and just never i don't think i finished it yeah it's one of those weird i don't know if cerebral is quite the right word but one of those weird like there's psychedelic sorts of things and like you don't really understand there's another film that i think is on shutter that's similar where this girl sort of wakes up one day it's like during winter and like everyone's kind of gone and there's like kind of this monster out and like the the world and she's trying to hide from it and it's i wanted to like it so bad it's just uh it's mm. just like a little pretentious a little like full of itself gotcha so yeah and that's what i watched and okay. um and what's it called um slashers oh, still okay. going yep. on a couple episodes left it's still real good real bloody real gross i love good. it yeah. good i'm gonna have to check that out at some point yeah you should so now we're at the point in the podcast where we share a movie with each other that the other person hasn't seen. It's time. It's time. And you give go it first. Yeah. And I'm about to do something possibly really stupid, oh, really God. funny. So I, uh, in hanging out with Ethan last night, as I said, he gave me this idea. Uh-oh. He in fact told me he would pay me money if I did this and assign this movie to you. Wow. Um, Is it porn? Um, yeah, it's porn. No, yes. I'm going to say, Ethan, you don't have to give me money. You know what? Consider this your wedding present. <laughs> what I'm about to do. Uh, I'm assigning you Ghoulies too. <laughs> All right. Well, I know they'll get you in the end again. Again. I know that's Ethan's like, give him Ghoulies too. If you haven't picked a movie yet, he's like, I bet he won't <laughs> see it coming. And I was like, yeah, I didn't see it coming. I didn't. No, I'm excited though. Cause I think it, it's gotta be better than the first yeah, one. Let's see. Let's see if the people on the internet are right. Is this better than the first one? I think it's gotta be. So we already talked about it. I know it's a carnival. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think there's much to it in regards to. Yeah. I've seen it. I remember uh, watching it multiple times as a youngster, probably like a preteen or early teenager on cable. Um, I remember thinking it was like funny <laughs> back then. So, but there's no accounting for taste. So we'll see what happens with this now. I feel like I've watched it as an adult at least once, but I don't remember it very well. So okay, it must've been on the background somewhere at somebody's house. Actually, now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure I watched it with like my buddy James, I think like years ago, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll, well, we'll see how we feel about this. It's got to be better than the first, I hope. Monsters, more comedy, carnival rides. I'm hoping there's going to be a um, a bearded lady. I feel like the ghoulies are more prevalent, if I remember. Like, they're actually the focus this time around. Yeah. Like, definitely riding on the coattails of gremlins, like we talked about. Like, if the yeah. first one came out before, this one definitely came out after and is uh, using some of that. For sure. So there you go, Ethan. You're welcome. We're covering yeah, Ghoulies Ethan, you're 2. you're welcome. Happy wedding. <laughs> what is it? Is it Ghoulies 2 colon something? As far as I know, it's just Ghoulies 2. I don't okay. think it has a subtitle. So Okay. Yep. Well, I'm going to give you I See You. I See You. Ah, that sounds familiar. And not intensive care unit. Yeah, not ICU, intensive care unit, <laughs> where everybody goes after, a, you know, tangling with a slasher of some kind. Um, I see you. I see in my brain a poster with, like, stylized writing, I feel like. I see you. And it's also, like, squiggly and creepy looking. And I feel like there's a weird mask. Weird looking mask. I feel like this is a masked killer slasher movie. Uh, stalking. About stalking. He can see you. And he's letting you know. He's he can see you. So I think this is a slasher flick. He's stalking his victims, taunts them and kills people and hilarity ensues. And I think that's what this one's right. about. So that's I, it. It's Simple. somewhere. Look and let me know where it is. But I think it's on Hulu or something like that. OK, I'll hunt it down and don't watch a trailer. OK, I rarely and... do. I just jump okay, in. 
Good, good, good. Well, cool. I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it. I'm hopefully going to get Joe to watch it because I want him to see it. Cool. Well, that's it, guys. Okay, bye. <laughs> we'll be back. All right, see you soon. Don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Guys, um, gals, non-binary pals. Yeah, you got it. I was trailing off. I was trailing off there because as I was just saying to you off air before we started recording, I think I'm over ghoulies now. Uh, after I'm this, just getting started. <laughs> after this movie. So uh, that's it. We watched the movies. And Ethan, again, you're welcome. This was for you. This is your wedding present that we even talked about ghoulies too. So happy let's marriage. happy marriage, happy life. Let's get the ball rolling on ghoulies too. Uh, that says boogaloo. electric boogaloo. That says the tagline on letterbox is they'll get you in the end again. <laughs> um, I actually heard somewhere that an alternative, uh, uh, tagline for this movie was uh, just when you thought it was safe to go back into the bathroom. Mm. Ghoulies mm -hmm. 2. Sure. Uh, anyway, Ghoulies 2 picks up a short time after the first movie. A few of the little nasties stow away on an amusement park ride and bring big bucks to a dying fair. The creatures are mad after an attempt to kill them, so the creatures go on a rampage through the fairgrounds, ultimate leading, ultimately leading to an explosive conclusion. So... Yes. Like you, I mean, you just said you're so over ghoulies. And I got to say, I thought this, what this was everything I wish the first one would have been. Oh my God, that's kind of funny too. Cause I'm like, I am like anyone that said this one is better quantifiably than the first one. Like, I'm not sure. Really? Oh my God. I thought it was a blast. Like I, I was seriously shocked how much I enjoyed this film. I'm kind of shocked to hear you say that. <laughs> and I, I thought mean, you were going to love it. This this was like, it's still fun in a bad movie way. I just don't know that I could say it's like a better movie than the first one. Oh, both, it is. They're, they're both to me so bad they're good. But I felt this one knew what it was, whereas I thought the first one had an identity crisis. Like okay. I felt it didn't know if it wanted to be funny. I don't know if it was trying to be scary because it certainly wasn't. No. But... This this one just wasn't even going there at all. The only thing I wish, the thing that would have made this film better is if they would have been able to lean into the gore more if they weren't going for that PG-13. Yeah. Because like the most of the gore, the goriest of it was the guy who had his like arm like bit off in the, mm -hmm. the water tank. The clown, was he a clown? He was a clown. Yeah, it was a clown. It was a clown. I watched this like right after like our our, <laughs> our last recording. So it feels so far away. Yeah, that's I did. The, well, actually, no, I watched this movie over the course of a few days where like I started it and watched like the first 20 minutes and I was like, all right, this already has like <laughs> there was a, a laugh out loud moment in the beginning to me. And I don't know why it struck me as so funny, but the priest that is just running with the bag of ghoulies right. and then it shows you what he's and they're like rrr, 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 and shaking around in the bag. And then it shows you he's being chased by just some dudes in like technicolor cloaks. But I was like, and those are the cultists, I guess, that just have like sticks and bats and are chasing after him. And then he goes and hides in a uh, garage that just has an open thing of toxic waste that he falls in yep. and dies. Uh, and I was just laughing so hard at all of that. I was like, this is incredible. I also, I what was missing in the first film that this film had was- Toilet was, attack. Yes, <laughs> that wasn't what I was going to say, but one hundo P yes. And just in that way that I'm like, how did the first one not have this? Like, it doesn't even have to be anything big. It can still fit into your PG-13, but it's like, give the people what they want, okay? Mm -hmm. I bet enough people complained after that first one. But the other thing it had was very clear people to root for. Yes. Yeah. Like in the first one, there was no one you were rooting for, like the girlfriend or the wife or whatever. She was so boring and like she didn't feel like the true protagonist. Like there was no one that you were like, this is my hero, my heroine, my person I should be rooting for. There just wasn't that. 
So I think that was my big issue with that. And this one, it was very clear who you were like you were going for. I think it was Penny. No, Nicole. Nicole was like the 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 gymnast or the the dancer that was sort of the the ingenue and she, her monologue was hilarious i want someone to do that for like an audition sometime because it was like her like reason why she doesn't want to do the tight rope walk anymore i just thought it was a delight how bad it was and i thought that the main guy larry, larry. sure sure larry i don't remember anybody's name he looked like a London brother. Like there's those two London brothers, like Jason London, and then there's another. Oh yeah, one. he did a little bit. Yeah. Like at uh, first, I thought J it was him. Jason and Jeremy London. Thank you. Yeah, yep. I thought he looked like the long lost London brother. Mm -hmm. And there was a bearded lady, which was my one hope and dream for this. Mm -hmm. There was a bearded lady, and I thought the music was just over the top. And Sir Nigel reminded me of Lionel Richie. Like, I just, oh, yeah. I thought it was a joy. And Sir Nigel is great in there. Uh, the actor's name is escaping me, but you know he was a character actor that popped up in a whole bunch of like low budget, some other stuff for Charles Band that he produced, and a whole bunch of like low budget horror movies and some TV. So Phil Fondacaro. Okay, yeah, sounds yeah. right. Yeah, yeah I've, his face is. If you watch enough low budget cheesy monster movies like I have, you will see him appear more. <laughs> It hasn't done, done a movie since 2013, but it's IMDb shows he's still alive. Okay, he's done quite a few, so maybe he's just uh, got tired of the rat race. And I feel that the the puppets were so much better. And I think you mentioned this before, maybe in the last episode, because you said you watched this one a lot more. Yes, I remember kid, this one. It was one. on TV more. When I when I hear Ghoulies, this is the movie I imagine scenes from because I remember watching it free. They're also like a they're, preteen. They're the bigger focus, and it just makes it so much more fun. It definitely is sort of playing off of that Gremlins thing, but I'm glad they didn't have like one that was a good one. Like they're all demons. Yeah, and, and this one too. What confused me? Spoilers, guys, but who really cares? It's ghoulies, too. But uh, at the end, when they summon the giant ghoulie that eats all the others, yes. I was like, so is that the fish ghoulie that we already know? And apparently, technically, that's what that little green guy is called, fish ghoulie. Oh, uh, okay. And cat face guy is cat ghoulie. Uh, and then the others have some names that I can't remember right now. But Is there a um, bat ghoulie? Is the one I guess, that flies bat I guess ghoulie? maybe bat, I would think, or flying ghoulie, I think is what they've that's called it. That's not as fun. That's not I think there should be no. fat ghoulie. I mean, <laughs> cat ghoulie and bat ghoulie. <laughs> bat ghoulie and fat ghoulie. And maybe fat uh, ghoulie is the other one. But fish ghoulie, I was trying to figure, or uh, the giant one. I'm like, is that the fish ghoulie that already existed now turned giant? Um, or is it a new one? <laughs> a new ghoulie in play? I guess it was a new one in play because, you know, they cut to the, the toilet of the uh, trailer mm -hmm. and you hear the laughing. So I was like, Oh, fish guy's still in there. So this is a new giant fish one. Yeah. Just, I mean, based on a lot of these bad eighties movies, like, I feel like they fall into two camps for me. The ones I like, like they're either really well done and they still hold up or they're like deliciously bad. And I don't find the first ghoulies that at all. I find it just a little boring and not super interesting. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like Sleepaway Camp 3, which I think is better than 2, because it leans into it a little bit more, the absurdity. Mm -hmm. And it just is having fun. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like there can still be, like, good, low-budget 80s horror that is, like, really trying to do something different and maybe does do something different. Nothing is coming to mind right now. <laughs> This is your realm, but yeah, but I'm just is... surprised you didn't just like go like, oh my god, my childhood, I love it so much because I just thought this was so much fun. No, this one just continued for me, like, oh my god, my childhood, and I was just like, I love bad movies, apparently, or like so obsessed with watching bad movies, uh, and that's to say I didn't not have fun with this, but okay. but this was a movie that's like, I think two, they've said all they can say with the ghoulies. <laughs> But the fact that there's a three and a four, I'm not excited to see those <laughs> anytime soon. Because um, I think they did it. They're just like violent gremlins. I also, for some reason, found the scene where all the people go into the funhouse and they keep cheering rats, rats, <laughs> rats. <laughs> yes. Like, I couldn't believe what I was watching and found that hysterical. 
Uh, and I, then the two ghoulies high five each other. Oh my god, it was just so ridiculous. And the little boys are like, let's go tell the guys. And then you see them next talking to a crowd of like 50 people. And they're like, yes. and then there were these demons. And they just, just like, this is so absurd. And it's like the brightest haunted house you've ever seen. Like, there's just lights on everywhere. Yes. Oh, and the, the drunk uncle, the drunkle, if you will, was played by Royal Dano. Uh, who's a super pro prolific character actor was in like a million movies. Uh, and he's, he did his share of low budget. He, he has a great turn as a zombie cowboy in the movie house Two: the second story, which is another great eighties B movie. I've never seen part two, but the first one I tried to rewatch recently. Cause I remember liking it as a kid. I remember there's like, a female monster like she's yeah. a female like she has like big red lips or something there's something like that mm -hmm. and i just that was the one thing that stood out to me and i tried to watch it i don't know maybe six months ago or something i think it's on shutter or it's mm -hmm. somewhere yeah and i just was so bored i didn't make oh. it more than like 15 20 minutes let's see yeah that the that house house the 80s American house, not to be confused with house Sue, yes, Japanese one, but uh, the American house, yeah, that's another one from my childhood that I remember catching on TV a lot as like a Saturday afternoon matinee movie, uh, and it's scaring the crap out of me as a kid. Uh, and now as an adult, I revisited it like in the last couple of years and was like, yeah, this is just delicious crap now, is <laughs> what it is, but I still enjoyed it on some level. Um, but house two is totally batshit insane. Okay. compared to the first one like uh you could probably even just jump into two uh because they're like not related really in any way other than they're like i think loosely they say it's the same house in the second movie but it's new characters and different shit happening but it's like nuts well that's here what i would recommend for anyone who's not seen ghoulies and ghoulies 2 is please skip the first one and just go right to ghoulies 2 because that's where the fun is at that's where the party is yeah Ghoulies and I love too. that they run amok. Like that doesn't happen in the first one. The other thing this one had is your classic '80s rich bad boy. Oh yeah, the, like the James I, Spader role essentially. I'm the owner of the carnival, and I want mud wrestling and like whatever the hell his ideas were for it. That are like what? I love it. I just loved it. And he's the one that got his butt eaten by the ghoulier. Yep. Yeah. He was the toilet victim. <laughs> he liked it. I already died. I wish they showed you like the aftermath. Of... <laughs> they couldn't get away with it for the PG-13. No, not with that PG-13. See, if it was a hard R, I would like to have seen like, and his like lower half is just gone or something. Yeah. Like that. Or like, or like it could have been a cool gag where, you know, like from the waist down, he's in the toilet. And, like just uh -huh. his top half is hanging out or something like that. That would have mm -hmm. been good. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, I mean, it, there's definitely like, I feel like if you could have upped the gore and upped the kills, it would be like that much better. But it's still, I mean, my assumptions of what it might be or my guesses was that it was in a carnival. They're going to get you in the end again, that there was hopefully going to be a bearded lady and that it's got to be better than the first one. And all of those things. You're right. Came to fruition. So, Ethan, I hope you're happy that. Randy Joe apparently loved Ghoulies 2. And Jeremy, guess what I'm giving you next week? Ghoulies 3! <laughs> nope, Ghoulies 4. Oh, we're going to skip right to Ghoulies 4. Yep. yep. Oh, boy. I guess that's it. Is that all there is to say about that's Ghoulies 2? That's all there is to say, for, according to me. Oh, wait. I may have lied to you guys. I still love the Ghoulies themselves. I'm not fully over Ghoulies because I discovered some... I wish I could remember their name. I'll have to find it later. Maybe we can throw it up somewhere. There was a website that sells replicas of the Ghoulies puppets. Oh. Uh, so if somebody wants to buy me the fish Ghoulie, I would love to own that. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a website called nightmaretoys.com, and they have the Ghoulies 2 fish Ghoulie puppet for $199.99. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. So, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to get me a Ghoulies fish puppet. They also have some replicas of the Gremlins. They got the cat Ghoulie. You know, looks like some cool stuff. But anyway, out of five deaths from below, as in coming out of that toilet to get you, how many do you give it? I give it three and a half. Wow! Wow. Yeah. If there would have been better gore, it would have been a four. Oh, man. Gore equals four.
That's my my rhythm in life. Gore equals four. You know what? I have to. <laughs> oh man, against you know what I was thinking because to me, uh, as I was thinking about just rating this the same as I did for the first Ghoulies, but which was a two and a half. I gave it a two and a half. Uh, just because this one actually delivered on the toilet death, I'm going to give it an extra half star. So I'm going to give Ghoulies to a three. Yes, you know what that means. Scare of approval. So we could get that sweet, sweet scare of approval. Yeah, buddy. For Ethan. Yes, Ethan. I, You know what? At first I was like, Ethan, you dumb asshole. <laughs> 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 no, Ethan, I love you. Um, but I, I was, I'm, it was the biggest surprise of the year. The Ghoulies too. <laughs> that's going to be, that's going to be on your best of list at the end of the year where you're like favorite movies we've watched this year. He'll be like Ghoulies too. Yep. It might be. I, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. So well, it's, um, you know, this might as well have been called Ghoulies three. Our next film, which is mm -hmm. I See You. I mean, it was just very similar. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it's like Ghoulies Go to College. Yeah. So the letterbox <laughs> tagline is evil hides in plain sight. And I'm not going to read the description because it is a paragraph long. Instead, I'm switching over oh, to okay. IMDb. And it is strange occurrences plague a small town detective and his family as he investigates the disappearance of a young boy. So first... Mm -hmm. We have to talk veiled because this movie has lots of spoilery things. Yeah. That we have to talk about, but we have to avoid them for just a little bit. Okay. So going into this, man, the first, uh, like the first half hour or more, I was like, what the fuck movie did you give me? Because <laughs> it was just a lot of, a lot of melodrama uh, with this. Can I say this with a, we're talking veiled, so I don't know how much to say right now, but you felt like one thing was going on. I was like, okay, so there's like some supernatural shit seemingly happening. Okay, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, and I just didn't know how to feel about this movie for like the first half hour. I'd also like to say, I was like, so Helen Hunt is our lead, huh? Oh, uh, and poor Helen Hunt. Yeah. Uh, she looks so strange. And she I feel like it's work. It's not like, oh, you're naturally getting older. Like, I feel like it's work gone wrong. Yeah, that's we kind of. I, I watched it with Jonah. We were trying to figure out what, what was happening there. Yeah, it was a little weird. Um, but then, <sighs> mild spoilers. Helen Hunt isn't in like half the fucking movie. Like she's very present in the beginning. And then I was like, oh, this is the old bait and switch. She was the star power. Like Helen Hunt was their star power. They got attached to this probably to get it made. Uh, and then they're like, the real movie is this whole other story with these other characters who, if any of these other people are famous, I'm sorry. I don't know like anyone else in this movie other than Helen Hunt. So, uh, oh, and the guy that was in True Blood. That was the- uh, Sam, yeah. Yeah, I that barely, she was having I was... an affair with. I said, Joe, is that Sam from True Blood? Because I think he had looked it up on his phone. Yep. Because I remember really liking him on True Blood. He was not great here. A lot of the acting felt wonky in this movie. I don't know what it was, but it's like line deliveries felt kind of stilted like a lot of the time. Like one of the most egregious ones, I think, was the window repair guy. <laughs> Yeah. who just could not feel more unnatural in all of his line delivery, you know, like wooden where he was just like, if you need anything else, give me a jingle or whatever, <laughs> like something really bizarre that I was like, yeah, there's some weird performances in here. So I don't know what that was about. So, okay. We're, we need to talk spoiler because there's just no way around it. So, but yeah. first of all, like give a general, cause I still don't quite know overall how you feel about it without talking spoilery. Okay, overall, like the first half of this movie, I was like, I am not into this. I don't know where it's going. It's like not keeping my attention. Then the twist happens. Okay, spoiler territory, guys. The big twist happens. And I'm like, oh, holy shit, there's people. It's housebound, but, you know, <laughs> drama instead of it's played for laughs. But, and then it started, I was like, that's a really cool idea. I love that twist. Uh, but it just kept doing weird to it twists that like i'm still processing how i feel about this movie because it gets to territory that it was just getting ridiculous with the amount of twists because then they're like oh actually the dad who's the detective on the case of the missing kids is the killer that's killing the kids and and then further twist apparently has been the whole time 
Like even because they're like, it's a copycat of this older guy that we put away. So apparently that guy didn't do it. This dad just framed some other dude that yeah. they locked up and he's been a serial killer this whole time. And then twist upon twist, the kid in the house is one of his victims. One of his victims <laughs> who came to get revenge, I guess. Like there is just so much twisting that at a point I'm like, this is utterly absurd. And I actually really like that final twist. It just the hand is too heavy that feeds it to me. Like, I wish it just would, like, I didn't need to see the Pez dispenser. Yes. I just needed like a little bit to be like, oh, I think that's what that is. That's what I wanted. But they're like, hey, did you get it? Hey, wait, did you understand? Hey, I want to make sure you understand here. And I'm like, got it, got it, got it. Yes. <laughs> also, the the kids, the, the froggers, uh, I found them totally unlikable. Like, I did not connect with those characters whatsoever. I liked her and but where I what I because I agree with him a hundred percent but then and I'm like why is he like I, you're supposed to totally think like is he the killer like yes. you're supposed to get that feeling and then even outside of that when you when you know he's not he still seems like such an asshole and then you get to the end and you're like oh the whole thing was that he was there to seek revenge. Like, why would he knock out this boy? Why would he do all these things? Why yeah. Why is that knife there and the soap? Like, but then it's like, oh yeah, it all makes sense. Like even watching this time, I forgot about that twist. So I was still thinking those things. Like, but also what a weird coincidence that he's like probably staked the place out and he's like, that's the guy that, you know, came after me as a kid. So I'm going to get revenge. Like, I guess I hope somebody is planning to randomly live in their house that I'll team up with. Like, <laughs> is that what he was waiting for? And no, also, I bet he put the like idea on the girl's head. And the fact that, she, well, she seemed like she was a pro and does this all the time. Cause then she, she was like, yeah. I'm filming a documentary about doing this. And I was like, why? So they can arrest you? Like, who are you making this documentary for? No one, <laughs> you can't put it out there. Cause you'll just get arrested. Like that was dumb. But this that felt more like a writing problem. Like the script of this movie itself had probably should have gone through a couple more rewrites before they yeah. made it sort yeah. of thing. But yeah, again, the kids, the Froggers, when they show up though, I'm like, okay, and these are characters that feel like they're out of a CW TV show. Like all of a sudden, like are the focus of this movie. So it was all over the place. A lot of cool ideas though. Yeah, I love that when it starts and you see that little boy fly off his bike, you're like, what the fuck is happening? Oh yeah, that that's what I thought too. I rewound it and watched it again to make sure I wasn't missing something. Cuz it's like is he getting abducted by aliens? Like what's going yeah, on? Yeah, I was like it's a supernatural force clearly has grabbed him. I was looking to make sure it wasn't like a tripwire or a you know what I mean, like he ran into a, a, a tripwire or that like a rope caught him or something like that. Like he, And that is what it was ultimately. Yeah, ultimately it was some kind of trap, I'm but assuming, but but still it's like it's I love that that happens and you're like, wait, what? And then it's like, oh, are there ghosts? And then there's like, oh, there's this weird mass person who's not a ghost. Mm -hmm. And then there's the big twist of like, oh, there's froggers here. And then it like gets a little bit deeper into it. I agree that I don't think it's like the most fleshed out, not the most well-written vehicle out there. But I think that I just found it such an interesting ride even the second time, I, I still thought it was like fun in that regard, like being able to watch it, like knowing everything. And I just I just thought it was a lot of fun. Joe was not crazy about it. I thought he was going to really like it, but I, I he generally anything that's not well written. I think that he kind of is an eye roller at. So, yeah, there was one thing too plot wise. They put a lot of focus on. I thought it was interesting that Helen Hunt's character, the wife, is the one that had the affair. Because usually movies are going to go like, it was the dude, you know, like that's usually the go-to. So I thought it was kind of a different spin to be like, oh, his wife had this affair and that's ruining their marriage, blah, blah, blah. Except that all feels like a waste or like an easy way out that at the end of the movie, they're just like, and the husband killed her lover and also he's a serial killer. So it kind of absolves, you know, you're going to be like, well, he's the worst person at the end of the day anyway. So who cares? But like, I hate. I don't know. It just felt like a wasted opportunity to explore something more than just being like that. It's just, that's just a weird side story that seems to not really go anywhere other than to feed into this whole other thing that like he was a serial killer the whole time. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> I joked with Joe that it was kind of like noises off. Are you familiar with noises off? 
Yes, vaguely. So it's like the first act is like them rehearsing a play. The second act is backstage of them doing the play. And then the third act is out front watching it. So mm-hmm. like there's all these things that inform the second or the third act, essentially. And I like that there's all these weird things. And then like in the the second act, if you will, of the film, we're like, oh, I see what's happening here. That's when they did this and why this music came on and X, Y, Z. And I, I just I find that a lot of fun. But yeah, it ultimately is not a hundred percent like, yeah, this is like a home run. I just find it much more interesting than a lot of movies. But I remember I almost turned it off. And then you just reach that one point and then it's like, oh, now it's interesting again. Mm-hmm. But I can tell I think it's also well done. Like I think it's well shot. I think it's pretty to look at. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out where I fall. <laughs> Right now, like talking it out is kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to give this overall. So, because uh, it was very, it's sort of like, this is yet another movie where it it feels like it's just on the verge of being a rough draft for something else. Uh, where if they it's the going out, theme lately with us, it, it has been. For it the feels movies like it, I pick. Yeah, it seems like if they just ironed out a few more details, you know, rewrote a couple of scenes, this would be a much solider movie solider more solid movie. <laughs> whereas right now i kind of like there's a few things where I feel a little uneven or weird to me about this so i can't necessarily like you said say it's a home run and like yeah. a must recommend like amazing movie so so you knew that there was the mask on the cover you said mm-hmm. that there would be a masked killer slash would be a slasher and i was off there it's more of like a serial killer police procedural thing part of it and then there'd be a stalker who taunts people and then kills them. And there was kind of a stalker. Yeah, there was kind of that. Yeah. Yeah. But poor Helen Hunt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Were you ever a fan of her? Like, did you like her in As Good As It Gets? Uh, what was the TV show? Mad About You? Mad About You. My parents watched that all the time. So by proxy, I watched that growing up. So I, I thought it was funny. I thought she and, she and Paul Reiser have great uh, chemistry together. Yeah. I love her and girls just want to have fun. It's one of my all time favorite 80s movies. My favorite 80s dance movie for sure with Sarah Jessica Parker and Shannon mm-hmm. Doherty. It's just so good. But Helen Hunt is a sheer delight in it. Mm. And, but then, yeah, I, I Pay It Forward was just the most god awful thing I've ever seen in my life. Hated that movie. And then, yeah. I remember Pay It Forward vaguely. Oh, God, it was bad. And I remember hating it probably because I was like a edgy kid at that yeah. point. That's like, this is way too saccharine for me. Like, I oh, want yeah. some brutality. Where's the decapitations? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so not for me. Well, out of five frog masks, how many do you get this? Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard because they're, you know, because I thought I was going to go low with this one actually at the end of the day just because of like it being such a weird movie but that might also be saving it because i can't say i wasn't riveted uh by this like whole thing until the very end like i was like how does this play out how does this play out especially once you get past the like 20 minute mark i'd say and really get into the story what's really going on then you're like how does this resolve so i'm gonna give it a three i'm gonna give it a three two the other day i was saying three and a half but Talking it through, I'm a little like, mm, no, three. But that still means... Scare of approval. Scare of a motherfucking approval. Cool. Double scare of approval. Double fisted, baby. That's it. It's like Edward Edward 40 hands, but with scares of approval. <laughs> oh my God, that's so fun. I was talking about that today. I did that once. Uh, there's a picture of me somewhere doing it. It's horribly embarrassing. I just am like so drunk with my 40s. And I mean, th- we're talking like this was in, like when I was 38. That's when I did it for the first time. Because oh, okay. I love 40s. I loved 40s, I should say. PBR. I love PBR. Loved yep. PBR. <laughs> me too. In in college, uh, I did Edward Forty Hands more than a couple of times. So I bet you they, somebody out there has got some embarrassing photos, I'm sure, somewhere. Uh, where yeah, I remember one occasion where I uh, uh, I was talked into doing it after already probably drinking like a 12 pack. <laughs> oh, wow. Before that. So that was, you know, it got messy. I remember it being very cold. I remember being really hungover the next day. I would imagine so. And I don't miss that. So <laughs> I don't miss the hangovers. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, it's a joy as always. Yes, as yes. always. Yes, May Queen. The ghoulies 
three next week, people. No, yep. I'm no. joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, but it is making me think like I really want to do like we we have the ability, you know, on Planet Ants Discord to have a channel on there. So that's an idea is the Sasquatch Slim Ghoulies Watch Party. If people would be interested in such a thing. Yeah, uh, it could happen in the future. So it could. It could. It could. That's something I keep thinking about is doing some watch parties. Uh, use that Discord channel that we have access to. So. Uh, yeah, we'll see people. Let me know. Write in. Write to scaringissharing at gmail.com. Yeah, follow uh, us on Insta. Slide Let me the know DMs. if you're about that. Are you about some Sasquatch Slim watch parties? We'll make yeah. it happen. And thanks for listening and supporting us. Smash that like button. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Write us a review. We'd love a review or rate us, whatever. And it doesn't matter if you hate us. If you made it this far, then I, what the fuck? I just, I just saw some... I don't even know what it was, but it was a video on Facebook where somebody was promoting something where they're like, smash that like button. Is that how that even works? It is. I mean, Joe always jokes around about it on Three Funny Ladies. New episodes every Monday. It's a great show. But I when they when I watch Superhost on Shudder, they're constantly like, smash that like button. Yep. Smash that like button. Smash it. (laughs) Do it. So cheesy. Smash a like button, man. Smash it to a like button. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, good times. Thank you as always. (laughs) Help Amon! Uh, And until next time, guys, send more paramedics. Oh, nice. True, switching it up. Yep. (laughs) Bye! Scaring is sharing. Scaring is sharing. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.